On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, day one of training camp is in the books. What were some of the storylines? Well, to begin, the impact of P.J. Tucker felt already by the squad. We'll discuss that, what Doc Rivers had to say about the veteran coming in, making a difference immediately. We'll get into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host from the Inquirer.com, Sixers beat writer, in Charleston, South Carolina, Keith Pompey with the team. What's up, Keith? What's poppin', D? How you doing, bro? Oh, man, you know, it's a nice weather day here in, in the area. And, you know, no complaints. Nothing, nothing to get too excited about. Well, that's always good. It's kind of windy here, dude. Like, you yeah. know, they're breathing for the hurricane. But as Doc said, we here. <laughs> we here to stay. We're here to stay. We're here to stay. Well, yeah. thank you, everybody. We hope you're here to stay with us. Not only today, but throughout the season. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember that Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers right here. And Keith, uh, for the folks out there listening, every day we'll try to do something around what's happening at training camp, uh, some big storylines that that jump out. And, and right away, uh, one of the things that, of course, jumped out was P.J. Tucker and his impact being felt in the – in the in the uh, training camp practices on day number one then you also hear about paul reed as doc Rivers said maybe a positional change we'll dive into that a little bit later and the first round pick from a season ago we didn't see him a lot Jaden springer spent a ton of time with the delaware blue coats and with that doc Rivers said at the end of the year that he felt like he needed to uh figure out some things in the offseason but defensively he can impact the game we'll dive into that and hear what doc Rivers talk about what doc rivers had to say in segment number three, but Keith, right away, uh, based on your reading, your tweets and all, and Doc Rivers speaking, that P.J. Tucker, the number one acquisition for the Philadelphia 76ers, presumably the fifth starter for this upcoming campaign, we know what he brings from watching him for so many years from afar. We understand what he brings to the table, what he means, the toughness, the uh, uh, you know the, the fact that he is now a champion, so he brings that with him the defense that he brings. And even at the age of 37, people like myself and, and, and you a little bit and some others weren't concerned about it because we know exactly who he is and what he brings to the table seemed to have been felt right away in training camp practice. Yeah, it, it was, um, you know, it, it was, it, it was one of those things where, you know, doc was asked about practice. Uh, what is it like? He's like, Hey, it's, it's what you think it is. You know, what you expect the first day of practice um, to be. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, things can be sloppy, uh, guys are going going too fast, turnovers, you know, crazy shots. But then he said, like, you know, you could see a guy like P.J. Tucker who just stood out. You know, I mean, P.J. was um, like he stood out, especially defensively. I mean, Doc said when he's on the floor and when he's off the floor, it's night and day. And it got to a point that, PJ was so loud yesterday at practice that it was one of those things where 
when PJ was on the far court and he was out there yelling defense instructions and stuff, you could he was louder than the guys who were in the near court. You could hear him louder than you could hear the other guys, you know. And and so, you know, it's one of those things. Not only is it his defense performance, it's his communication and it's his knowledge of the game and knowledge of the system that Doc wants to run. Because both of them are kind of sort of like from the Pat Riley tree. You know what I mean? So he knows exactly what Doc wants to do. And, um, you know, you would have to say that he, P.J. Tucker, is already making an impact, and he was the star of the, of the, of, of the initial day of training camp. Well, that's good because we know when the game starts, of course, the star players, the, the points that needed to be put on the board, and even defensively when it comes to Embiid and you hope that Harden, Maxi can also fit in there where they uh, elevate their level of defensive play. Tobias Harris, again, being the two-way guy that he's shown himself to be at the latter part of the year. Uh, P.J. Tucker, that's what he is. That's who he is. So even if the game doesn't count right now where the score doesn't matter, it matters for setting the tone as we talk about this culture change a little bit with this basketball team going forward. You need that, and you absolutely need that. And you know that if Embiid wanted him, which he talked about him at the uh, game six end of season press conference, if Embiid wanted him, having that relationship with James Harden, and I don't know about Tobias Harris and and Tyrese Maxey, but it's imperative for him to do exactly what he did. And this needs to last all season long, all practice. Now for the training camp, this needs to last all season long. So, yes, very encouraging to hear Doc Rivers speak about P.J. Tucker right right out of the jump uh, about him and that impact vocally uh, with this with this squad. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. Um, and, and from your time just being in there, I know you weren't in there for the entire practice, but some of it, uh, it seems like day one. And look, they already had some open runs where he was participating before he had that knee procedure. He was participating. So it's not as if they haven't been together. The summertime runs also out in Los Angeles. I think he was there for some of those too. So it's not like they haven't heard his voice yet, at least a good amount of them. Maybe they weren't all together out there in Los Angeles, but most certainly since they've all been back here in Philadelphia practicing in Camden, that the voice is not that new to everyone. And could you tell by your time in there, as you said, him just bellowing out and hearing it from all the way across the gym, could you tell that they were at least, the players, they were at least accepting of that type of leadership that he was providing in that way? You know what? It's weird because we, you know, when we got in there, they weren't doing the scrimmaging, but based off of the conversations that the players had with us about him, yes, they were accepting. You could tell. But to me, it's not any anything new because when you think about it, you know, you have a guy like, you know, James who played with him. You have, uh, what is it, like five of these new 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 Houston Rockets or, I mean, excuse me, new Sixers are, are Houston Rockets. So this is, you know, playing with T, uh, playing with PJ and, and, and a guy who's 37 years old, they all know the reputation that he has. And let's face it, someone has to be it. You know, Tobias Harris is a leader, right? You know, you, you got other people who are. But then when you got a guy that's 37 years old who won a championship and he's been this way everywhere else he was at, I mean, they know about the guy. So I don't I don't think it's a problem. You know, I don't his type of leadership is like vocal. 
I'm playing hard. I'm doing stuff. I know where you guys need to be. It's different from a guy coming in saying, look, I'm taking all the shots. Forget this and that. Nah, he he knows his role and he's playing his role um, perfectly. And also, they've been around him before and he won, he's won a championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, look, like the move when it happened, nothing has changed. Day one seems like he's already uh, fitting in uh, nicely for this basketball team. Of course, when it really matters, we'll see how it all goes down. First game will be uh, October 3rd against the Brooklyn Nets for the preseason. Sixers travel to Brooklyn and take on their Atlantic Division opponent. When we come back, Keith, we got to dive into something that Doc Rivers said about Paul Reed and maybe a positional change. Why that's pretty good, because we've talked about it before. We're seers. We see stuff before Doc does. We'll talk about it when we get back right here locked on 76ers. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchup, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you do get your podcasts. Keith. Paul Reed, um, so many Sixer fans love him. B-ball Paul, all of that. Got to get him on the floor, all over the place. And we just, you know, we, we didn't know how they, they would be using him. And, and, you know, Doc would talk about, Paul Reed would talk about how he had to earn the trust of the coaching staff, earn the trust of his teammates for them to feel comfortable with him on the floor while they were all together. And... Certainly the addition of Montrez Harrell this offseason kind of put a little bit of a damper for a lot of Sixer fans wondering why you're not trying to develop this young player when Montrez Harrell comes in. Now, Paul Reed did speak on media day and he did share how he felt about it, which was it's great that he's here. It doesn't change how I'm going to approach my job and try to earn some minutes on the floor. Doc Rivers shared with you all yesterday after practice that they tried to see what it looked like to have him at the number four position while on the floor at the same time with Joel Embiid. And what makes me kind of, you know, feel good about our conversation during the playoffs was, Keith, that we talked about. Uh, Should he get some four minutes because of who they were playing? The matchup seemed like it made more sense where Paul Reed could defend Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher out there on the floor, Scotty Barnes before he got injured, just to throw, before he was injured, just to throw him out there and use that activity that he brings to the floor and, and you know, how he runs around and he never seems to get tired and he's defensively positioned pretty well oftentimes that instead of the five, while it was necessary to have him at the five, instead of DeAndre Jordan, Charles Bassey wasn't getting those minutes. It seemed like Paul Reed's more natural position would be the four. 
And that's exactly not saying that's exactly. But since we talked about it, we hope that it happened. Doc Rivers said they were experimenting with Paul Reed at that four position in practice number one. Yeah. Um, you know, Doc, Doc talked about he had lineups with uh, Paul Reed and, and Joel Embiid uh, in there together with Paul playing the four. And you're exactly right. And see, a lot of it has to do with right now, you you see it. The Sixers see P.J. Tucker. It seems like we're going to be talking about him a lot, right, today. Yeah. But the Sixers see P.J. Tucker more of a more as a three than a four. So Tobias Harris is right now is the starting power forward, where P.J. Tucker is the three and D small like small forward, so to speak, right? Also, so that, as we predicted, right? Yeah, as also as we predicted. So, <laughs> so the thing is, right now, like you said, you got Montrez as the backup, and now Paul Reed could play his natural position. So, you know, it worked out and they, and they like that because they look at it as they have a, a, a big lineup when they bring him in and they have Embiid in there. They have big lineups. Now, the, the thing is, it also they talked about things that you mentioned and you and I talked about, too. What that does is that brings additional shot blocker and he can use his length on smaller guys like yeah. we talked about before. So, you know, right now, I, I think that a lot of people were a little, oh, man, what's going to happen? But, again, to follow up what you said, is one of those things where you look at it and it could benefit Paul Reed and it could benefit the 76ers that he no longer has to play that backup center role and focus on it. He could be more natural at the four. And he can play that sometimes at the five, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the the flexibility that he brings, the versatility – is that while George Niang may be your primary four, let's call them if we're going to put positional numbers to these players, while George Niang may be your primary four coming off the bench, sometimes you're going to have to go, again, based on the matchup, where Paul Reed may get more minutes at that spot because of the Toronto Raptors, maybe the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, some of these other teams that may be a little bit more athletic at that position versus where, you know, you don't want to put George in that spot for that particular game. He may be able to play a little bit more three in that particular game where Paul Reed can play that four and be able to defend, get caught on switches, but not feel too bad about it. Like when he played a good majority of the game against the Chicago Bulls when he had to start and he was defending DeMar DeRozan. He's not going to slow I and mean, stop DeMar DeRozan, but he made him work. The length bothered him a little bit. That's what you want to see from him. So when you talk about the growth and development of Paul Reed, it's just about the flexibility, flexibility, the versatility overall with him of what he can provide for this basketball team on the defensive end, the energy level that he brings, being out there could be infectious, especially when you're playing with some of the other guys that maybe need a little bit of a pick-me-up from time to time, but that guy is the one that's going to be running around all crazy and you're like, slow down. But it's, but if he can pick up the game speed a little bit better in year number three, you can get some good minutes out of him at that four position, and sometimes he'll play to five too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I see it as a positive. I see it as a positive. Um, all right, well, listen. Let's uh, take one final break and we'll come back and we need to talk about another young player that we didn't see a lot about in the regular season nor the postseason, not talked about much in the summer league, 
as I mean, outside of the summer league in the summer, and that's former first round pick Jaden Springer. We'll see what Doc Rivers had to say about him and what he needs to do, what he projects out for him in year number two for the young player. That's next right here on Locked On 76ers. Mm -hmm. You are Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey in South Carolina with the basketball team. I'm Devon Givens. Keith, Jaden Springer, what are you seeing with him? You know, it's weird because Doc was talking yesterday about players who were impressing them defensively, right? And, uh, you know, he, he goes and he says, outside of P.J. Tucker, um, DeAnthony Melton, right? Yeah. Like, then he start talking about Jaden Springer. And he was talking about basically how impressed he was with the guy. And, and I'm trying to get the quote right here i mean it, he says uh he says Jaden springer today defensively was absolutely wonderful we got to figure out what position he is <laughs> so that's telling me they're looking at this guy and figuring out like how can we get him on the floor and when you look at a guy like springer you know that's what it is you got to find a niche to get you on the floor they have scoring he's not going to be a scorer He's going to have to come in and find, you know, a niche to get on the floor defensively. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to get a lot of minutes, but or even be in the rotation right now. But that's encouraging to hear Doc say that this young guy, you know, can can basically, um, you know, is it, impressing them. So that that's encouraging. Normally, guys like that, you don't hear about them. like they just like. Get or go off in the corner and they don't talk about him anymore. So the fact that he said that, I believe that's impressive. Well, it is. It's it's encouraging. Number one for me, it's encouraging because we didn't see enough of him, and when we did see him from time to time, we were like, okay, he's just not ready. And uh, they talked about him very, very glowingly with the Delaware Blue Coats when I had a chance to speak with uh, Kobe Carl, the head coach. They talked about him in, in a really positive way about him not being ready yet. But the way that he approaches things, the way that he tries to absorb and soak in all the information that is not only shared with him from the coaching staff, but also the veteran players that are there helping him out. They're not just leaving him out there on the island and figure it out on, the, on his own. And he's really attentive and he's trying to take all of that in, which is so much for a young player. But, you know, this is the, the, the job that he has chosen. And right now that's how he has to approach it. They seem to really like him. And Doc Rivers did say at the end of the year when he had the end of the year press conference that Jaden Springer could probably get on the floor right now defensively. And it may not call for a 12-minute night for Jaden Springer. It may only call for a five-minute stretch in any game where he can help make an impact because, as you said, they don't need to score. It's about team and where you fit in and what you can do to provide a win and help a win for your basketball team. And that's where he's probably going to live in year number two also uh, about Jaden Springer. So a lot of people are going to be watching. I know I will in the preseason to see when the the players that we're accustomed to seeing play a lot of minutes are not. I want to see what, what he does. I want to see what Jaden Springer does, where he improves offensively. Can he dribble? Can he, can he uh, get to a, a spot with a one-two dribble uh, pull-up or one-two dribble into my action to get a shot off. What is his what is his passing ability like 
in a half court set? Does he rebound and run and get out and transition? And, and most certainly on the defensive end, what positions will he be able to guard? Will he be just one through three if he gets caught on the switch on a four, but it's not like a huge body? Let's say Tobias Harris at 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, that can give you work on the low block when you're smaller. How does he how does he fare against a player like Tobias Harris or caught on the switch? Got a strong low base, but you know, defensively also where his hands, where his instincts, his movement, all of that. I want to see Jaden Springer because they will not be picking and they have not been picking at the top of the draft. So they have to hit on some of these late round selections. And Jaden Springer was theirs from a year ago. They traded their 2022 draft pick to Memphis in order to get DeAnthony Melton. I want to see what Jaden Springer can add to this basketball team. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, man. Thanks as always, Keith, as you uh, have to get ready for uh, practice. And all, we want to thank you all for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. In our next episode, which will be uh, tomorrow, we will, of course, talk about training camp and what has uh, jumped out to Keith at training camp, what head coach Doc Rivers had to say, some of the players also. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, where Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy show on the planet, it's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. Keith, could you let us know, number one, where we can find you since you are on the ground there with the team, with everything happening? And, of course, you know, some information. Share where I am, too. Yeah, of course. We got to do that. Definitely do that. But first, you need to find us on wherever, like, you got to find this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. You know, and, and also on, on YouTube, our YouTube channel. To be a subscriber to our YouTube channel, what I would like for you to do is click on the Liberty Bell and you become a, a subscriber. In regards to me, you can read my work. Um, I'm down here in training camp in Charleston. In Charleston. I was about to say Charlotte, but down here in training camp in, in Charleston. And um, you can go to inquire.com or you can pick up a Philadelphia Inquirer. You can also listen to my man D, who's talking about training camp at on the at the Divine Given Show. Yep, your boy has his own radio show on ninety seven five FM. You can follow my man D on Twitter at Divine G nine seven five. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and I plan to uh, post some you know, scrimmage or, or uh, shoot around post-practice videos and some quotes of the day um, from what the players say. Okay. Well, listen, make sure you check Keith out with uh, inquire.com. Follow him on Twitter, as he mentioned, because that's where a lot of the stories drop. Of course, the videos, as he talked about at Pompeii on Sixers. So make sure for your number one Sixers access and information, you do, in fact, check out Keith Pompey on the ground there in Charleston, South Carolina, with the basketball team for a few more days before they return home to take on the Brooklyn next next Monday for the game one of the preseason. Keith, be safe down there, man, and I uh, hope everything is good, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, brother. Talk Thanks, to you man. Tomorrow. Peace. You got it.